for the best in metaphysical, spiritual, and holistic programming, you're listening to InnerLightRadio.com, the healing frequency. where we go beyond the surface level of reality and dive deep to reveal hidden truths and exciting revelations. If you're listening, thank you so much for supporting this show and joining us once again. I hope that this energy finds you in in a good flow of positive energy. And if not, I hope by the end of this show, you feel uplifted, inspired, and energized. So on today's show... We're going to be talking about emotional awareness with men in relationship. This subject for me is obviously like it's so close to my heart as I've been in relationships with, you know, different men on my journey. And a lot of the sisters that I talk to are uh, in my community. We, you know, we've all had these discussions where we've had challenges, you know, serious challenges at times talking to our lovers and trying to establish a deeper connection and trying to talk about deeper things that require a little bit more attention. And at times it's tough, you know, it's, t- it's tough for us to kind of at times get them to reveal what it is they're actually feeling. And this is something that I think women have been dealing with in relationship with men for hundreds, maybe who knows, maybe even thousands of years. And, Women have been curious about this. Like, why is it that men have such a difficult time sharing their emotions? What is it that blocks them? What is it that uh, makes them want to suppress it and, and keep it inside? Um, today, we're going to be trying to uncover some of these reasons so we can develop a greater awareness and understanding of this and hopefully, you know, be able to propose some solutions on how to help our brothers to learn how to become more comfortable with their emotional selves and how to own it, feel it, move through it, and uh, learn how to communicate how they're actually feeling to their partners. And not even just their partners, not even just romantic partners or lovers, also to friends, to family members, to co-workers. You know, I feel like, again, I, I spoke about this on my Facebook Live last week, I don't know if, if some of you uh, were, were there to participate, but I brought up this point that at this point in time in our world, we're being attacked on multiple levels energetically. You know, we're consuming information at a rate that is unheard of, that's never been seen, I feel, in the history of humankind. And I feel like our subconscious minds are intaking a lot of information and a lot of it's useless and a lot of it is also very harmful and dangerous and hinders us on fully coming into deeper understanding and relationship with ourselves. And, you know, when we watch media, commercials, music, a lot of these these things we're consuming on a regular basis do not teach us to have better relationship with ourselves, with other people, how to get more grounded with who we are, figure out our life's purpose. You know, it's it's it, I don't even I don't even want to you know what I don't even want to repeat some of the things I'm hearing in the lyrics of some of these songs and I don't want to get into some of the things I'm seeing on TV and in movies. I think we all pretty much have a good idea of what that what that junk is. Um, and just to touch on this point, this is why this show and other shows like this are so important because our media right now is being controlled by people who don't value 
our souls and our health and our growth. Because if they did, we'd see a different reality right now. So if you come across someone on YouTube or on the radio or on Facebook that are, you know, busting their butt to, to get out more conscious material, please support them, share their information and just get it out there. The more of us that are doing this work, the faster we're all going to live in a happier reality and be healthier and just be able to be who we came down here to be. So without further ado, I want to welcome on my guest, uh, Chris Dubb. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Kay. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I, I'm super excited. So, like, before we, like, dive deeper into this conversation, why don't you tell the listeners, like, what you've been up to in Toronto and give them a little bit of a background on how you got into the work that you do. Okay. Um, <laughs> that, that's a bit of a story, but I'm going to do, do my best to, to make this ultra-condensed. Um, I guess I'll start my journey, my really spiritual awakening, uh, began when I was 23. Uh, my body just started purging, uh, one day at the beach, I started puking bile for about four or five hours straight. Uh, I'm sure there was some food stuff before it got to the bile and, um, woke up the next day and my life was never the same. My, my stomach was completely out of whack. Um, I was feeling nauseous constantly and uh, inflamed, very inflamed, uh, constipation, diarrhea, losing all of my energy, like fainting spells. Um, and then my body would begin to like purge at certain points. I remember um, a month after that incident at the beach, I wouldn't, it wouldn't stop for three days. It was maybe like an hour in between. I went to the hospital. Um, they put me on intravenous and gravel, which helped. Then it happened again, and um, they didn't put me on that. They said, oh, I just have food poisoning, and I was for four days this was happening. And, and as this was occurring, um, I, there was an awareness that would notice that as, as my body was purging, um, there was these repressed emotions and subconscious beliefs that were coming out at the same time that I was observing that weren't healthy. And some of the emotions were just emotions that hadn't been processed, and and some of them were emotions that, that weren't even mine. A, a lot, I realized, was uh, relating to, to my parents, which in reality are mine. I, I took them on that way. But there were emotions that I weren't aware of um, mm -hmm. whatsoever. So um, this process, which for two years, it was really bad, uh, w went on for about five years quite severely. And I would say um, probably 95 percent. I, I still do have some digestion issues, and I'm very careful with the food I eat. But... I also feel um, this carefulness is just simply related to, to the world we live in and this, this toxic world we live in. I, I don't think I'll ever um, be able to be like, oh, my system's healthy, so I can just not be aware of uh, the food I eat and what I'm ingesting you know, through, through media or the people that I'm around and the environments that I'm in. Um, clearly, I'll always need to be aware of that. But um, yeah, this whole process brought me into awareness of my conscience and um, I was losing all my energy. I felt like I was getting close to death. And I'm just like, you know, I'm a really sensitive, caring person. And a lot of these emotions I'm not expressing and I'm not showing. And I'm just, I, I would rather just be who I am than, than, than what? I, what, I, I kind of was like, well, what's the other option here? And, and what am I doing? Um, at that time I was in, um, relationship that, that, that I would say at that point was, was becoming more and more toxic. Um, I was living with a woman at the time and I was living with another woman two years before that. And I didn't really have fully time to process the emotions in those relationships. And that was causing stress because I had this whole backlog of emotions and I'm, and I'm also doing my best to be present with, uh, with the woman I'm with and, and myself and my journey. And, um, it's overwhelming. It's very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So, so would so, you say that you experienced like like what people some people label as a spiritual emergency? Uh, yeah, I, I would say I didn't realize it at the time, considering um, this wasn't this wasn't on my radar. Um, just even even the word like spirituality or, or living consciously like that wasn't even on my radar um, until that really until that day at the beach. Um, 
I was just learning about meditation and yoga from from doing P90X at the time. Oh, wow. I actually (laughs) also tried P90X back in 2010. And oh, my goodness, that was intense. Oh, my Lord. I loved it, though. I couldn't keep up. Unfortunately, my discipline wasn't (laughs) all the way there yet, but I totally loved it. Yes, so did I. I was actually at my, my, my peak fitness. I was doing more weight than the guy in the video for a lot of things. Um, I was training MMA and I was I was weightlifting, but also I had a diet that kind of corresponded to, you know, gaining muscle and, and, and being an athlete or what, what I thought was a healthy diet for, for being an athlete and gaining muscle, which definitely involved a lot of dairy and and meat um, and, and, and a ton of carbs. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think I was I kind of got to the peak of where my system could could go um, without and then well, okay, not without then I would need to basically change my diet and deal with these repressed emotions and I didn't I wasn't aware of those things and so my, my whole body just kind of said, okay, it's time to let go of everything that is uh, that that's in your way from from being you and, and living out your, your purpose here in the world and it's a lot of suffering and and pain. <laughs> and I feel like I, I always use these like weird technology analogies when I'm talking with people. And like, it seems like you went through like a disc cleanup, you know, like your system was like, you know, you know, there's some scattered stuff in here. And we need to like restructure and organize these things. Oh, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Like my ever since I was born, my mom had uh, like pretty severe depression, OCD. She 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 attempted suicide at once. And uh, my parents divorced in grade six. I actually um, I asked my mom, why, why do we need to live with him anymore? Um, cause it just like, it, it wasn't a happy relationship and, uh, you know, there wasn't trust built. So I really, you know, I really didn't have my dad around in certain ways. He, he ended up traveling afterwards and, and my mom, although like I truly felt her love, I truly felt her love, but she was battling her own demons very mm-hmm. often. Yeah. And, divorce uh, is tough for people. My parents also got divorced. I was like six or seven. So yeah, oh, wow. like definitely for both people, both parents, it's they got to they got to do the work to really process those emotions because if they don't, they end up projecting it onto the kid or kids and then other people in their lives. Mhm. Yes. Yeah. So like as you progressed through these these moments in your life and you went through this like spiritual emergency, like as you came out of that, what found you on your journey? Like, what really helped you to kind of start walking in the direction of more consciousness and, and awareness? Was it yoga or was it like, like meditation? What is it that that really helped to keep you grounded on that journey? I I feel meditation was already starting to occur naturally um, because of the pain that I was feeling. I I learned how to detach while still experiencing. Um, the pain that was there. It was like there was an identity in me that was suffering the pain. And, and, and I noticed if I just kept watching and looking and being with it long enough, that identity would, would, would go away. And then I felt like vast space. Like I felt, I felt such an expanse. And then it was, it wasn't, my entire world wasn't the pain anymore. <laughs> um, so I had space to actually like feel that and kind of become my own therapist in, in that way just as far as um an observing consciousness that was witnessing um all these like all this emotion and all all this pain that i was that i had inside of me um there's a lot of things that came on my path i would say meditation is one of them um really at the beginning i i became aware of of my intuition in such a way i'd almost describe it as um like electricity flowing through my body and just just a feeling and resonance of there was nothing else to to describe it but like truth like this is this is true and when I'd feel that sensation in in my body I was like oh okay now I know that that's the next thing that's the next direction to go into um so tuning into to my intuition really led me on uh, on quite a journey um so from meditation, kirtan was was incredibly important for me, which is a devotional chanting, uh-huh. um, which I feel is a technology that really serves the uh, the Western world and and for us uh, busy people, especially if you're in a city like Toronto, um, is our minds are so busy and um, kirtan really 
brings focus into to the words that are being chanted and and where that sound is coming from really where where our voice comes from and i felt it really helped me tune into my heart and i almost like i consider it like a meditation like cheat i remember i I described it that way when i first found it i'm like oh this is like a hack i Now I've built a pathway into a space inside of me that feels so true and real and and um, like I felt my heart, like I felt like at home and then I could access that place through just simply breathing and um, and, and opening up space for meditation without the kirtan. That's beautiful. Um, well. And I think that's the key. Like, like if people are going to really cultivate healthy relationships in their lives, they obviously have to have healthy relationship with themselves and taking that time to get into that space. And this is often something, you know, that that's a challenge for people is that they can get into that space once, but then sustaining that is, is the challenging part. But I think the more we do it, the easier it'll get. And then at some point it'll just become second nature sec- or not even second nature. It'll become first nature. Um, and yeah, just to like continue on with this conversation about men and their struggle to express their feelings, it's like young boys are socialized in education and in society and their ability to deal with emotions has been systematically undermined from like a young age. And men are taught that certain aspects of their personality are not acceptable and they are not to try to like cry or express in words how they're feeling. And obviously television and advertising have a huge part to play in that. And, you know, men begin to then suppress, you know, what they're feeling. Because there's perceptions of masculinity that lead to a deep sense of shame uh, permeating through male culture. And the perceived definition of what it means to be a man is not only outdated, but it's it's freaking ridiculous. And it's harmful. And not only for the men of today, but also for the for the men of the future. And I just wanted to like read out some interesting stats here from from an article that I found. Um, and it says like over three million men in the UK have a mental health difficulty. And uh, there's a, a organization here that that ran some some studies and found that 37 percent of men in the UK feel worried or low and that their top three stresses, you know, playing on their minds were job security, work and money. And um, it, like this is causing apparently like a spike in suicide rates. And so what this what this article has said is that men often stigmatize themselves and that this leads to um, a sense of shame about having a difficulty or having a struggle with their emotions. And yeah, just to get deeper now in, into these into these stats that are very interesting, according to the Office of National Statistics, the ratio of male to female suicides has shown a sustained rise over the last 30 years. In 1981, 62% of suicides in the UK were male. And in 2014, this figure had risen to 76%. So suicide is the single biggest cause of death in men under the age of 45 in the UK. Wow. So like that, like when I came across this article, I was like, oh my wow. goodness, this is legit. This is this is a serious problem. You know, like that that men are not feeling this greater sense of community and safety to like, you know, be able to express what they're feeling and get support and get help. Mm-hmm. So like on your journey, like what are what are some of the experiences that you had being a young kid in school up through like middle school, high school? Like what are some of like the more challenging negative experiences that you went through in dealing with emotion and seeing other men perhaps deal with emotion? Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of challenges. Um, I was a fairly. I guess I still am. I was a fairly sensitive uh, kid, and I probably didn't didn't very often express if what somebody was doing hurt me or made me feel uncomfortable or just any any way of expressing if somebody did something negative to me. Um, that was that was very difficult for for me to express and. Um, 
as other men have shared about um, their bullying experiences, either bullying or being bullied, it's um, it's definitely led me to to reflect um, how I was bullied um, throughout school. Like even I remember in, in kindergarten being being uh, punched in the nose and like and like bleeding by one of my who's like a guy who's considered my best friend because he uh, wanted to use my crayon. Um, <laughs> oh my word! <laughs> and it's. <laughs> It's like it kind of like I felt like it started there. I remember in, in grade seven, yeah, grade seven and eight, I would attend some parties and I would just start crying and I wouldn't even know why. And I remember it was like seven or eight women would end up kind of like coming around me and like being there for me because just even for a man to be expressing emotions in a social gathering like that on, on that level didn't really happen. And it was just kind of an uncontrollable response for me. I didn't even I didn't I didn't even know what I was necessarily um, feeling. Um, but that's kind of what more of this conversation will, will go into, um, is it's like anger and, and apathy is, is what a lot of us men have experienced in in our lives. And when we start to tap into those things and then go to the deeper layers, um, you know, there's a lot of sadness there and, it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so glad that you brought that up. Like the whole uh, idea of this apathy can be so dangerous because it's like if you if you settle into that rhythm, that energetic rhythm of being apathetic to your feelings and other people's feelings, then I would assume that that would probably create a lot of blockages in relationships and and you know hinder the man from developing deeper intimacy in relationships and not just intimacy in a sexual way, but even intimacy, even with another dude in, in terms of like being able to open up to that man and, and, you know, tell them like, Hey man, like you really did something that hurt my feelings. I didn't like when you said that. And I I would appreciate if you stopped saying that, or if it's with a woman and it's like, you know, I really love you or I really want to be with you or whatever, you know, whatever it is. (laughs) I, I feel like, yeah, definitely. I feel like that's like one of the biggest things. I'm so glad you brought that up. Apathy, such a huge problem. I I think it I well I know <laughs> it's one of the the biggest underlying issues in the male experience. Um, I remember I was going over like a month or two ago, and, and and I was writing down like I do like spoken word and conscious hip hop, and I'm like, okay, what what are the things that have affected me the most? What are the what are the feelings and thoughts and beliefs that have um, really been been big factors in my life and it's like apathy was such a big word i I would say um under 30 years old i would say like apathy is probably experienced in majority of men um Mm. which is which is pretty which is pretty crazy it's 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 not it's not good it's it's not good at all (laughs) um because we like to start expressing emotion and to start coming from a place of not knowing. So when when anyone, when whenever we start feeling a physical sensation, we don't know what it means right away. So already we have to be in a place of not knowing, more of this explore, curious um, state of being. And just simply there, we're not, I'm not even going to go any further, just to be in a state of not knowing for men is not easy. Mm-hmm. And like I wanted, I wanted to kind of like touch on uh, this, this other aspect. Like, yeah, men like not feeling comfortable and expressing how they feel, and if they're having a bad time, is because of like these expectations of manliness. You know, meaning like like you know, men are supposed to be strong all the time, and they got to be like these go getters. They got to be like these builders and protectors. And I feel like. At times, I think what, what could happen with some men is that, like, they feel if they're not that, if they're not strong all the time, they're not being these go-getters and builders and, and problem solvers, uh, and, and they're feeling, like, a little bit low, it makes them feel like they've failed as a man and that they're not really a real man. And I think, like, you know, I, I feel deeply for the men that are going through those things because it's not true. I really don't feel that that's the truth at all. I think we we all go through moments where we're not feeling strong and we're feeling a little bit low, and it's only natural, to, you know, for us humans to be feeling like that. 
Yeah, and I can feel how natural it is for you to <laughs> to let yourself feel that way. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's still challenging, but just just the way that your voice sounds, you can just tell that like this is it's like natural for you to to let your emotions flow. Um, yeah, I think I've always been like as an individual pretty expressive. Like I I I was not one to really bottle too much up. I would pretty much want to lay it out one time and just kind of like move on. Because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I and and you know my father he was like I'm a Scorpio. He's another Scorpio. And I like I love my dad. Dad, if you're listening to this, if you ever listen to this, I love you. And I'm sorry if what I'm about to say might offend you, but I learned a lot about what not to do from my dad because I think he struggled a little bit with temper and. Uh, expressing emotion because he also went through a lot of hard hardship after divorce and you know other things in life being an entrepreneur being a single father he raised my sister and I so he had a lot of challenges and I clearly saw as a child that as a man he wasn't I feel getting enough support to deal with those changes and transitions in his life like we have a big we have a huge family like I think we have probably over like 300 family members here like first first cousins and then like second cousins and all that we have a huge family here but i feel like even within such big families sometimes it's difficult to create that space for people to really actually start talking about how they're feeling you know they get into sometimes gossip and politics oh maple leaves or this and that and blah 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 but it's like are we really creating the space within our family members and with our relationships with our partners and to discuss and to you know perform some form of diagnostics to figure out what's actually going on because sometimes in order for people to really become aware of how they're feeling they need to be asked questions and we're not all programmed to be skilled at doing deep self-introspection and kind of like trying to figure out our own stuff you know if you're if you're operating a lot out of your you know, just regular programs, you're operating on autopilot, it's sometimes going to be difficult to come out of that mode and, you know, start doing a lot more thinking about what it is you're feeling, why it is you're feeling that way, what caused it, how to fix it. Like, you have to really stop and just be really still. And I think in our our society right now, there's a huge problem with doing that because we got Twitter you know, taking our attention. We got people posting crap constantly on Instagram and whatever. There's all this, all this information that's bombarding us all the time. And I often start thinking like, remembering what it was like in, in middle school and in high school, we didn't have smartphones. And when you were with someone, you were with someone, you were present in that moment. You know, there wasn't no phone call ringing or messages coming into your phone or like whatever. You weren't looking at a thousand people at once like it was just you and that person or those people and i feel like you were more in the magic of the moment and i think i mean i'm going off a little bit on a tangent here but i just feel like that (laughs) that's like what's missing a little bit and i think that that whole idea could even further harm people in this period of time who are struggling with dealing with, with their emotions because if you're not, if you're being distracted all the time and you're consuming all of this information, how likely are you going to be, uh, you know, able to stop and actually perform these these diagnostics and figure out how you're feeling and what it is that you need to be doing? You know, it's yeah. like we really have to like own our journey and and see how society's program programming us in these ways. And so we're gonna go on a quick break in in about two minutes, but. Um, when we come back, I want to get into discussing like the reasons why men have these issues and then start talking about solutions. How can we help our brothers to um, begin to express more of their emotions and how to how to build community with men that are safe where they can finally feel good to start expressing these emotions because I, I feel like what we're missing right now on the planet is th- is this sense of like sisterhood and brotherhood that used to be there and yes. i think that it's so like for me i've been in a lot of no i wouldn't say a lot i really haven't i'm not one to date <laughs> i'm not really into dating but the relationships that i have been in when i observed them with their friends i really saw how they were enveloping each other in this energy that was toxic, you know, bullying each other, putting each other down, you know, just saying things that weren't nice. And then I can see them all trying to like just roll, let it roll off of them. 
But because I'm pretty intuitive and empathic, I could sense that they were actually hurt. Mm. And then, I, you know, I would turn to my boyfriend at the time, like, why did you let him say that? Why didn't you say something? You know, that was clearly really rude. And that was like, like, not nice. You know, just because they've been your friend for X amount of years doesn't mean you have to take that crap. Yeah. And so, yeah, so when we come back from the break, we're going to get more into talking about guys and, you know, how they are with each other and then talk about more of the solutions on how to help our brothers. So we will be right back. change your life you've come to the right place my name is Caleb truth and i'm your catalyst dedicated to sharing good vibes mind expanding and heart-centered information knowledge is power in this fast-paced world it is so easy to get distracted by the matrix and miss out on connecting with the right people and information that will truly help you in living your best life on this radio program i save you time and energy by sharing awesome people new discoveries, life solutions, and wisdom to help you take action and create a positive shift in your life. I invite you to join me and share in this exciting adventure. Listen to Beyond the Veil on innerlightradio.com every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Beyond the Veil, inspiring conscious evolution. Sorry, I think my mic was was muted for a second. All right, we're back. And um, today we're talking about uh, relationships and emotions and men cultivating higher awareness of their emotions in relationship. And before we we went on break, uh, we were talking about uh, the fact that men have sometimes they have these relationships with other men and these relationships, you know, they could be beautiful, they could be supportive in, in different ways, but oftentimes they can also be toxic, where, you know, toxic behaviors and programs are reinforced. And, and this can be this can be a huge problem. Number one, it, it, I think the relationships that men have with one another need to be strengthened. And there needs to be a huge healing 
that needs to happen out there. And like before we went on break, we talked about this idea that our planet at this point in time is missing out on these older traditions of having sisterhood and brotherhood. And in, in this, what we're dealing with right now in this world is it's heavy. There's some crazy stuff going on out there politically, economically, you know, health wise. There's a lot of health crises going on out there. We need this sense of brotherhood and sisterhood now more than ever before. And so, so Chris, in your, in your opinion, like you, you, have been organizing these uh, men's groups in Toronto. How did you get into that? And like, do you feel that there's, that there's been progress in that community? Just want to say, aho. Uh, I, <laughs> I love what you're saying. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I, yeah, I so agree. Um, yeah, I probably started about a year and a half ago. I, I have a social work background and I've, just been good at bringing people together in in general and i feel i feel amazed actually uh men coming from all over like niagara falls or, or hamilton um we've had some people come up from sarnia before just to, to come to a, a men's group that was maybe it was about four or five hours like sometimes i run longer ones with with kundalini yoga and a bit of like play like grappling on the mats and um I find men were going deep. There were men, men were crying. I had men um, that were talking to their parents about um, indiscretions, um, all the way to the point of like physical and sexual abuse. Uh, talking about these really important subjects, um, I still definitely, definitely witness challenges, and it's it's not always easy to go right into that space. Um, I'm seeing a need for for a balance because it's, it's definitely good to to talk about our triumphs, talk about what's working as well as as what's not working. Um, a really a, a great balance in that and in, in men's circles, I, I find is key. Um, and I found one area that was really effective was was actually the um, the Kundalini Yoga is great for like the breathing and really getting more into the body, but. Um, when we started playing on the mats, that was huge. That's that's one area that I've realized has been really challenging. It was challenging for me to to really come to just to come to be aware of is, is how much a human touch is uh, is is a need. It's um it, it's truly a need, and, and and it's a need among men as well. And um, I think that's why like wrestling has been such a way for for men to bond and and connect is. It's beautiful for, for, for men to hug and it's beautiful for men to embrace themselves. And I think in that we feel more love, we feel more warmth and we just naturally start to express our emotional experience or even situations that um, would previously seem conflicting um, and would create conflict. And now it just kind of comes out. And if it creates conflict, so be it. We will we'll, we'll work to figure it out. And th- there's enough love felt there that... Mm-hmm. Um, that that we can but it's it's cultivating that that trust and that bond first you know because it's it's not easy to to put down your defenses and your guards like those things were put up for a reason at certain points in in our uh, human history um we we needed it to survive i'm so glad that you brought up this this concept of touch um, I, like, I apologize if I, I'm regurgitating this information in, in, in an accurate way, but I've, I've been told many a time on my journey that, like, this notion that if a baby isn't touched within, I don't know, a day or a few hours or whatever being born, that the baby will actually die. Mm. And, and then it's like, uh, you know, they are trying to communicate to, to humans how important um, touch actually is in this scientific study or whatever it was. And that really shocked me. I was like, oh my goodness, like, holy crap. And, 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 you know, there's other scientific studies that talk about the different endorphins and chemicals or hormones that are released when you, when you touch someone and what that does for your body and how it's healthy. And I think the differences between, I think, some men and some women is that with a lot of women, us touching each other is natural. We're like playing with each other's hair. We're like kissing each other on the cheek. Mm-hmm. You know, we're hugging, sometimes holding hands. And it's like this like natural, you know, thing 
that yeah. you felt comfortable with doing. And and it's it, again, it helps to build on this sense of sisterhood and having a greater family outside of your blood family. And I think the sad thing with our society in general when it comes to men is that if a man wants to hold hands with another man or he wants to hug another man or even kiss that man on the cheek, it's like, oh, you're you're a homosexual, you're this and you're that. All of a sudden you get all these labels being forced down your throat. And I think that's not cool, you know? And obviously there's nothing wrong with being homosexual or a lesbian or transgender. It's like you're human, number one. So no matter what you choose to be, it's a beautiful thing and there's nothing wrong with it. But like, yeah, I feel like I feel I feel for guys. You know, where they might have these big hearts where they want to just, like, be more loving and gentle. And then they can't because it's just it's not accepted. Totally. And one thing I wanted to touch on with you is do you feel that from your experience in working with these men in your in your group, uh, do you feel that men understand the importance of communicating, sharing and expressing emotion? Uh, some. And <laughs> <laughs> it's. It's happening. I, I feel like it's um, it's like anything, you know, we, we don't have wisdom until it's experienced. And we're in the process of of experiencing that more. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes we don't sit with our emotional experience long enough and physical sensations long enough. So then we could we could get an idea of reality that's somewhat distorted by expressing emotions that, that haven't been, been fully processed. That's Mm -hmm. more reactionary. Um, so then that can maybe cause, um, more of a reason to, to then again, repress or restrict emotions. Um, you know, a big, a big thing I know I experienced in, in these longer term relationships that I had, um, like seven, eight years ago, uh, it's just so easy to, to blame somebody else for for how you're feeling, and um, you know, at, at times, definitely an emotional response is provoked by by somebody else in a situation. However, if we're not continually present in our emotional process, um, a lot of the time we're just being triggered by a past event, by something that's said, and we're actually shooting the messenger because in reality they're they're helping to bring forward something that is now ready to be um, processed. So when I say processed, I mean something that is ready to be understood. It, it's a felt mm. experience that's ready to now be translated into, um, well, it could be translated into language. Now you can actually understand it on, on a logical level and moving forward, um, if it's a really uncomfortable, painful emotion, you now know what to do to to create a different emotion, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, one that one that's more um, uh, brings feelings of like joy and, and gratitude. And yeah, I feel I feel like definitely um, uh, some men having issues with denying their feelings and getting caught in this. Like it does something profound to their psyche. Like it makes them numb, as you said, and hollow. And it's like a part of their personalities begin to die. And when people continually deny a part of who they are, it can lead to depression, addiction, repressed anger, and much more like destructive behavior. Like, I don't know. Like, I I, I don't know. I, I can't even like begin to imagine the different kinds of destructive behavior. Actually, I probably could, but I, I don't think I'm going to mention it right now. <laughs> and then in, in this, in this, like many men also, yeah, they begin drinking, doing drugs, whatever, as an example, in order to cope with their feelings and help them to like remain hidden. And then, you know, they may not even understand the correlation between denying their feelings and the personality difficulties like that, you know, they're struggling through. And I think the worst part, of overwhelming hopelessness and worthlessness is when you have no idea how to fix it. And I think for many men, this becomes a reality. Like they have spent so much time, like you said, uh, you know, being blind to the truth behind their problems and it continues to kind of like spiral out of control and they end up having like, I don't know, like sub personalities that begin to kind of like take control or be more in the forefront of how they move through reality. And so they're not even actually being who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, it's, these are defense mechanisms to, to prevent, um, 
experiencing more pain. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that, that's big. And and I do I do want to say something deeper on, on that level. You're talking about you know these things that um, that this emotional repression causes. Um, I'm, I'm I'm reading a book right now that's really kind of changing me. It's it's a it's a it's a woman I, I know um, just starting to know fairly well. Her name is Marley Liss, um, but it's a book called uh, Humanize and. Mm it talks about her, her rape story. And, um, it's, it, it's hitting home for me huge because I realize how many women experience rape and, and don't speak about it or, or experience something, um, close to that. And it's these kind of behaviors. And th- this even leads back to saying, um, men's need for, for touch. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually when there's not touch given, um, certain areas are not, um, nourished. And then that, leads into deeper sexual desire and when you don't know how to get your 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 needs met um eventually you know areas of manipulations used and then and then eventually like control conquest conquering and um just objectifying um it can it can get really bad so there's and that's on like a deeper level but these things are happening all the time i don't think Men and, and and women are aware, but let, let's say more so men of of the depth of relationship that we can experience, and and, and how much we're we're missing out on um, by not allowing ourselves to to feel the pain within ourselves, to to feel deeper sadness, and and at the same time to really deeply truly feel what vitalizes us, what makes us super happy, what makes us feel alive, what makes us feel joy, what makes us feel great gratitude, what makes us feel connected to each other. Mm-hmm. When we're when we're repressing those emotions, we're we're not able to feel what's actually nourishing us, what's actually bringing a uh, life force. You know, and in choosing that and choosing those things, as you know, with what you're doing with this amazing radio show, is that creates new healthy patterns. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> and like, yeah, so like continuing that conversation, like I want to also touch on mental illness in men and going back to those stats, you know, these these high suicide rates that are that are occurring in the UK. Like, let me go back. And find some of these stats again. So, yeah, 62% of suicides in the UK were male. And in 2014, this figure had risen to 76%. So suicide is the biggest cause of death in men under the age of 45 in the UK. So going back to that, like, this is this is a huge issue. And, I, like, I, I feel for these men, you know, that they don't have, they feel they don't have access to proper support and, and... I guess, tools to process their emotions and figure out how it is they're feeling. Like when I, when I watched my, my ex-boyfriend and father and other men in my prominent men in my life go through things, it was pretty clear, like, you know, it's not normal for a man to just turn and say, you know what? I'm having a problem. I need some help. Like, you know, I've never had any men in my life like that I've observed in community, in my mosque when I was growing up, in my families, out of all these men that I've experienced in my life in the hundreds, probably. I've never seen that. And and the question is, why? You know, why have I not seen that? What's going on in our world, in our communities where like men can't just come out and be like, I'm having a problem. And again, I think it, it plays back into what we touched on earlier with media different religious cultural programming and i think it's time that we burn that shit down it's time to let that stuff go you know like we need to stop realizing that the ways like our parents did the best they could their parents did the best they could you know they didn't have all the answers and so we need to look inside of ourselves to find these answers and sometimes you know what the answers are not going to be found in the bible or in the quran or in the 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 whatever torah and any of these religions that are out there you know we 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 have to start observing our reality connecting more with ourselves with nature and and you know with everything that's around us and i feel like the information and the solutions that we need are already there And, and even in terms of dealing with this you know we need to start creating space if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're a man and you have these issues and you're aware that you have these issues i hope that 
the other part of the awareness that grows in you is that there's most likely other men experiencing these issues. So if you're around a man and you feel that he's feeling some things that he can't express, ask him, you know, you be the leader. Don't wait for someone else to, you know, do something about it. You take that position in your community and in your life, in your family, in your relationships, and you start cultivating that space for, for your brothers and, help them to feel safe and help them to feel comfortable in processing these emotions, regardless of what it is. And I think Chris, like for me, this is why I I was so grateful to have you on the show because you've done that. You've become that leader in your community to create that space. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I'm open for, for, for any men that, do need more space held. And, and I do too, you know, it's like, I'm just, I'm just learning to, to ask and well, for one, create that space for myself when I'm alone and to ask for it when I'm, when I'm in social situations, if, if it's needed and being aware of the space that I, that I need in general. So I, I, I carry that space with me because I, I, I do need to, I do need to feel like I have space to, to play and, and, and to move around and, and to um, experience myself um, in each, each situation that I go into. I want, I, I've created space for, for myself to feel. And, um, you know, our, our, our feelings are valid. Our feelings are legitimate. And when we allow ourselves to, to truly feel what we are feeling um, from moment to moment, we end up naturally simply expressing that and we, we create the boundaries that we need and we come to know how we truly feel and we make decisions based upon those things and our life gets better. Our relationships get better. Mm-hmm. So what are some solutions that you can propose to some of our brothers out there that are having challenges in these areas? That to like help them deal with processing their emotions and then even starting to communicate some of these emotions and even learning how to ask for help. Beautiful. Well, I'm going to go through this fairly quickly because I know we don't have a lot of time, but mm-hmm. we, we tapped into this earlier about gender roles and um, what has basically been conditioned um, for, for how a man, a man is to act. And uh, studies found that men are supposed to restrict emotions, avoid being feminine, focus on toughness and aggression, be self-reliant, make achievements the top priority, be non-relational, objectify sex, and be homophobic. Mm-hmm. So let's keep in mind right now that that these are ways that we have been conditioned. It's okay to to see these behaviors, attitudes, actions, ways of being, thoughts, emotions, for these types of things to be there. They, they, we, we were conditioned this way. It's the awareness that allows for change. So when you become aware of an aspect of yourself that you, that you say maybe you don't feel like you like very much, uh, let's observe that. Observe that long enough so you know what that is. And from there, you know how you actually feel. Um, and I think it's important for people to feel those bad feelings, like, or even obviously feel, obviously feel the hell out of the good ones. <laughs> but it's like, if you're feeling bad about something about yourself, I feel like it doesn't mean that you shouldn't still love yourself. It's just like you say, like an expansion of your awareness and then realizing that you got to put some work in to change those things. But I feel like having a healthy self dialogue in yourself in those moments are probably, you know, it's like a make it or break it type thing. You could you could go low and get depressed, thinking like, oh man, I'm like this toxic male that has all these things. I'm like a really bad person. Or you could be like, all right, I have some of these toxic programs that are clearly not helpful or healthy. Let me work on it. I'm still a good person. I'm still worthy of love and all these things. Let me work on it. Yes, yes, beautiful, beautiful. So let's just take okay. So a situation occurs. Let's say um, you're with your partner and you're starting to express something that has been bothering you for a while and you feel, well, let's not even say you feel dismissed, but that's the situation. So, so say you're starting to express and you're not feeling like you're being fully heard. 
So you're starting to feel something in in your body that is that is uncomfortable. And by just simply feeling this and even being aware that you're feeling uncomfortable, this is this is awareness. So you're starting to to look at this uncomfortable feeling. You're you're not denying that 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 feeling is there, even though it's uncomfortable. And now you don't necessarily totally know why it is that you're feeling that way. But you ask yourself, you know, what what am I feeling? You go into more of the physical sensation that is there, and now you give it a name. So I kind of jumped the gun there. I I, I gave it a name as as I was feeling uh, dismissed. You know, or mm-hmm. I, I was feeling like I wasn't fully heard. Mm-hmm. And and in that, as soon as I know that, well, now I can express that I'm I, I'm not feeling fully heard in this situation. I'm, I'm actually speaking from an area that that makes me quite anxious and it, it, it makes me nervous. And I'm speaking from an area that in the past um, really it's it, it's an area that I haven't felt and experienced a lot of love in. So, um, you know, it's 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 really important for you to to just to just hear me. You know, I, I don't need you to solve my problem or anything like that. But it is important for you to for for you to know how I feel. You know, like I'm I'm relating to you. Mm-hmm. And and speaking in this way to someone has very very powerful effects. Um, very powerful effects. Yeah, I feel like it's like this is like a like a conundrum. You know, like a man finally coming into deeper understanding clarity in relation with his own self and his own feelings and then finally learning how to communicate that to his his partner in relationship mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. doing that in a healthy way not a destructive way and it's and, and you know like some some for some communication comes really easy and for others it's a little bit more challenging and i think for me like in my life, what I've noticed is is there's ways to trigger people's egos and trigger destructive conversations. And there's ways to cultivate uh, healthy conversations with people. And all has to do with your intention. Why are yes. you having this conversation? What are, What is it you're trying to get to? Are you trying to get to a solution or do you just want to be right? You know, do you just want to dominate? Do you just want to prove a point? Because mm-hmm. to me, that's useless. If the conversations we're cultivating with people aren't constructive... And and there isn't good intention behind it. Why open your mouth? It's like you might as well just stay silent. You know, it's kind of like what they say: if you don't have something good, don't say it. But I mean, like that's a little bit extreme in some cases. I feel like we need, we need to express all aspects of ourselves, including the shadow self. But when we're in those deep situations with partners, and we need to have really be aware in the moment and really focus and have these constructive conversations, I feel like yeah, it's very important to just understand why it is you're having the conversation what you want to get out of it what's the solution and yeah it would say to be solutions oriented totally and and i know we just have like i'm uh, just gonna just end this really quickly so we, we've labeled the emotion and now we, we look to interpret it so we look to see what what caused this where where, where did this emotion come from and from from there we we go through a evaluation of that at times we we can maybe think it's acceptable or unacceptable. Know that all emotions are acceptable, and we come to understand why we, we feel that way. And and from there, we can decide what we want to do about it. Do we want to make a decision? Or are we going to take action? But it's it's really important to go through that 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 full process because um, that's how relationships are maintained. If somebody's doing something that makes you feel uncomfortable, um, if you love them and want a relationship with them. You're going to have to say something about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And not have fear. I think the fear is a big problem with like, oh, if I say something, she's going to get angry or he's going to get angry and the relationship is going to break up or it's going to cause problems. But it's like you can't have that fear. Because if you're meant to be. Yeah, exactly. And it's like if, if it's something's meant to be, it's meant to be. Like if the person truly loves you and wants to build with you, they'll still be there even after that discussion. And so, like, yeah, we have, like, so much more to talk about here, but might have to have you back on another show. But if someone yes. wants to find out more information about what it is you're doing, do you have a website or social media? Yeah. Consciousnessnow.ca. You can also add me on Facebook, Chris Dub, D-U-B-C-H-R-I-S. And Consciousness Now on Facebook as well, you can find Awesome. And obviously, guys, if you want to connect with me, I'm at Caleb Truth on Instagram and on Facebook. 
So to like conclude this show, I hope that some of you were able to take away something productive from this and learning how to process your emotions and be more aware and step more into this this introspective world. And yeah, maybe we'll have Chris back again for another show in the future and yeah, Woo. continue this conversation. Thank you so much, Chris, for 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 this experience and thank you for the rest of, to the rest thank of you who are here to listen and participate. I wish you all lots of love and to have a continuation of many blessings and positive energy for the rest of your week so i will see you guys back here 1 p.m next thursday